today Stephen is taking a look at your New Year's resolutions. It is the start of a New Year Thursday Finance back again with you from today. And, well, what are you going to do with the year, financially speaking? That's what we're going to look at too. Plus, we'll have our market update with comments from Henry Jennings. Uh, He's a senior market commentator at Marcus today. And take a look at currencies, commodities, how the general finance situation is looking. To NURFM, and it is Stephen Pritchard here for Thursday Finance again on uh, to NURFM. And uh, Stephen Pritchard, the world of finance. We've been up, we've been down. How are we travelling? Roundabout. Bit Um, better than last year? We're a bit better than last year at the moment. Um, You know, this time I was thinking about what we were doing this time last year. Um, Yes. We were just getting into it, Heading into lockdown. Yeah, yeah, just about, although not quite at this time. Another six weeks. Yeah, Yeah, and then we were really in it in earnest. Yes. And that did make a difference to the market. Yeah, so the market's been going up, surprisingly. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, um, um, the gold price... The gold price has gone down, which is not surprising. Um, it was down $32.76 an ounce to $2,376. And the crude oil price has gone up $3.02 a barrel to $79.01. Um, the Australian dollar continues its rise. I mean, um, Reserve Bank's trying to get it down, but it doesn't seem to be working. Um, so we're up, uh, uh, on last week, we're up... Uh, um, um, 1.3 cents to 77.41 US dollars. Uh, the Great British Pound, we're 56.01 pence. And the New Zealand dollar, we're $1.06. And the euro, we're 63.85. So mm. the Australian currency continues to strengthen. And, I mean, I think, you know, that's partly that, you know, the, the, the lockdowns that we've had has, um, you know, kept the economy in a lot better shape than overseas economies. I mean, last time I saw some GDP numbers, Australia was down 7%, but Europe and the US were down 20%. So, Well, that is a big difference. It's a big yeah. difference, and it's put down to the the, the, the the virus has been basically controlled with um, most of the states here working to eliminate it. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and keeping the numbers down anyway, those there are. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, I suppose you might say the rising dollar, globally speaking, is the traveller's lament, <laughs> the global traveller's lament. Um, yes, I, I, I suspect that uh, even if I could go overseas I wouldn't be rushing at the moment not at the moment <laughs> uh, and and um, I haven't seen a, a travel insurance policy mm. lately but I'm sure there's now an exclusion clause in um, mm. in it for COVID because I had a look at our corporate one and there's an exclusion clause in that mm. so I'm sure the retail ones are going to start following to suit yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and the markets the gen- markets the markets are uh, the oil ordinaries was up 1.3 on the week to 7,133. The S&P 500 was up almost 1% to 3,909. And the UK FTSE index was up uh, 0.3 to 6,524. So the indexes around the world have continued to go up. Um, the uh, equities that locals like buy, BHP, $45.06, which is up $1.15. Um CBA came out with a reasonably good result yesterday, and but but they, which we'll talk a little bit about later. But the share price fell ninety four cents to eighty six dollars and twelve, which is still quite high compared to what's been. NIB was five dollars sixty three, and Telstra was uh, three dollars seventeen. Uh, the fuel prices in Newcastle, the unleaded was a dollar thirty one, and in Sydney a dollar thirty seven, and the diesel a dollar twenty five, and the Sydney a dollar twenty two. 
Yeah, they've been going up a bit too yeah, just, just recently. Yeah, I just they? noticed that. Yeah, yeah. Dollar yeah. sixteen at the beginning of January and a dollar thirty one now. So you know, I up. suppose the oil companies are selling more aviation fuel, for example. That uh, that kept the prices down quite a bit, I think, last year. I'm not sure how the mix works. Mm, no, I I'm know. not sure how. Mm. You know, crude oil. I've seen a diagram where they split the barrel up. There's various mm. products come out of a barrel of crude ice. So I don't know what's happening to the aviation fuel because the sales would be almost nothing, I suspect. Yeah, well, they'd be on the increase at the moment, on at the least increase. domestically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's our look at currencies and commodities on this first edition of Thursday Finance for the year to a new RFM's Thursday Finance at the moment. Stephen Pritchard. Uh, time for our market update. And Henry Jennings has always got a word or two to say about things, hasn't he? Hello, Henry. Hello, Henry. Hello, Stephen. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year to all your listeners. Yes, yes. Yes, I gosh. Hope, nearly, hope we're better than last year, Henry. Nearly Happy well, Lunar depends, New Year too. It depends how you look at it. Last year was um, an interesting year, but it was not a bad year for some and it was a terrible year for others. So, yeah. well, well, I was meant lockdowns and things, to be honest. Had that at Christmas, cancelled yes. Christmas, got locked in in the cluster. Yes. So that, that was fun. Isolation, close contact, been through that, all fun. <laughs> uh, well, we haven't been through that bit yet, so... Well, no, is, hopefully hope we don't have to, any of us, no. <laughs> again. Uh, no. So, uh, down at uh, Crown Resorts, they've got a few uh, problems. I mean, I was surprised the share price never fell more yesterday. Um, I was surprised as well. Um, it's lucky it's called Crown Resorts rather than Crown Casino because um, it's looking less likely that there's certainly going to be a casino in Sydney and there's going to be some inquiries into Melbourne and Perth, I would imagine, down the track. Um, yeah, I think what's holding it up is there is, um, I guess, some speculation that somebody could um, take it, the company out and um, do all the necessary to uh, sort out the problems that they have in terms of governance, etc. So I think there's that loitering around. There's also, um, there's, it's a very confusing uh, situation, I have to say. You've got uh, Mr. Packer's stake that potentially could be for sale or may not. The Chanticleer this morning is, is urging him to hold on to it because it's the bottom of the market. In four years' time, all will be well. But um, I just think there's easier places to be with your money at the moment than... Um, Yes, well, it's going to be hard for the other states, I would have thought. If, if New South Wales says they're not fit and proper, how can, how can they be fit and proper in Victoria and WA without a raft of restrictions being imposed at the well, very least? Well, especially as the, the problems aren't caused by the Sydney casino because no. it wasn't even going. It's caused by the but Melbourne. The problems are caused by the, the two other casinos oh. which were going, so it's, it's hard to see how they can escape uh, further regulation given that that's the place where the problems were. Mm. So, yeah, it's just, it, it, it's a bit of a mess, not easy. And, um, yeah, plenty of speculation around in that one, that's for sure. And a, a place where there's less problems than there were before um, is mm. CBA came out with a reasonably good result. Yeah, it, I mean, I guess it's, it, the, the stock's run pretty hard, let's face it, from its lows this year. Um, and they really have been, Matt Common has done a, a stunning job as the poster child if you like, of um, good banking practice following the Hain Royal Commission, which now seems a dim and distant past. And uh, many of the, um, the issues that were dragged up through that, uh, that process have really not been resolved. 
um, in actual fact, the treasurer has now gone back to um, just lend as much as you can, as quick as you can to whoever you can um, because mm-hmm. of COVID. Um, but it was good to see CBA back on the um, the dividend paying trail. They paid out 67% in their payout ratio, a dollar fifty, which was uh, was pretty good. Not as good as some had hoped for, but I think solid is the um, is, is probably the one word answer to the result. Um, but um, yeah, not not hugely generous, and still some some storm clouds on the horizon, but nowhere near as many storm clouds as we saw um, previously in the last, in 2020, that's for sure. Yes, and then Macquarie's results came out as well. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and what a surprise. Macquarie did very well through the pandemic. Uh, yes. <laughs> and the stock price did very well. And Macquarie have a history of under-promising and over-delivering. Uh, this was not quite the over-deliver, but it was certainly under, under-promising and and still delivering, and they um, they certainly did deliver. So um, a good result. This wasn't. This was an operational update rather than a, a, a result. Uh, they have their year end is March, so they're slightly out of cycle, being initially a UK company. Uh, they were founded by um, Hill Samuel, which is a UK uh, investment uh, company, many 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 years ago. A long time ago. Long time ago, so um, a good good result, and um, Shamara is doing a great job. They're, they're certainly very active infrastructure space funds under management, all good. We hold it in our portfolios, very happy holders, and uh, no reason to change that. Thursday finance are catching up for the start of 2021 with financial things. And in the middle of our market update, Stephen Pritchard with Henry Jennings, senior market commentator at Marcus today. And from finance to building, so Burrell's uh, cuts the interim. Oh, I think there's no interim dividend now because of a, a slump in apartment constructions. Mm. Yes, um, Burrell, it, it, it certainly recovered, and part of the recovery uh, from the share price, at least, is of course the uh, the housing boom, uh, which was supposed to be a bust in both the US and in Australia. But the, the real thing, of course, is that they've had a change of CEO. Um, they are trying or they are, they're going through the strategic review and uh, there was plans to sell off the US business, etc., etc., which we didn't get much news on this time yeah. out, although they did say that it was still ongoing and they were looking at options. Some shareholders are very keen for them to jettison the business they bought that was going to be um, game-changing. It was game-changing. It, it changed it to a bit of a disaster and uh, cost the CEO his job. So, um, yeah, I think it, it was not the, the greatest result, not the greatest outlook, but it is a long-term project, I guess, for the new CEO to turn this one around. But the, the share price still seems to be grinding a little bit higher. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's gone up recently. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone well. I mean, from two dollars back in the dim, distant, horrible days of of March, it's um, it's five bucks now. So it's done. It's done pretty well. It's um, it's probably not done as well as some of uh, its competitors. Um, but um, it's none seems to have done worse though. Uh, there's a lot of well, let's get to A and P, shall we? Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of things that have done worse. That is for sure. Yeah. Yes. And and Vegas is up for sale again, or maybe up for sale, or maybe taken over again. Third time lucky. Yes. Maybe. Um, this is from Mira, uh, M-I-R-A, which is the Macquarie Infrastructure um, Real Estate Assets 
sort of guys. Uh, another evidence of Macquarie being very dominant in this infrastructure space. But they're going to have another go at uh, Vocus. Third time lucky, um, I guess, is the answer. The stock price has uh, responded in kind, but still, as with all these things, it's um, always conditional, um, indicative, non-binding, etc., etc., etc. So it's really a question of having a look at the books and seeing how it pans out. There was talk as well that um, there would be others waiting in the wings, Mm-hmm. And so we shall see how we go. Okay, and uh, I think we've just got time for your 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 outlook for two twenty twenty one. Um, I think it's going to be a, a relatively benign bull market. We still have we've still got record low interest rates. Inflation still seems to be dead, although there is talk of it. Um, but we certainly are seeing bubbles in places, and uh, the US has got some some. Seriously big bubbles. There's a great article about a thing called SPAC, and uh, these are special purpose acquisitions. Oh, companies. yes, yes. Cash uh, boxes, cash boxes. Cash, basically cash boxes, cash yes. Boxes, so, yes. Uh, it's a fantastic ruse. A well-named person raises a whole heap of money in order to buy a private company mm-hmm. and bring it to the market. And the great thing is the well-named person who raises the money gets 20% usually of the money he raises in, in value for the new company. So it's a fantastic ruse for the guys that raise the money. It can't happen here. They're not allowed here. But in the U.S., there's, I think there's $100 billion now has been raised by these um, SPACs. So lots of bubbles, Bitcoin, et cetera, et cetera, Tesla. But it's, it, it'll be another interesting year. But hopefully the benign bull market will continue, basically, because the market marches on its stimulus. And mm-hmm. we still have a lot of that. Still plenty of money coming from the Reserve still Bank. Still plenty of money. Yeah. And the Fed and the ECB yes. and the RBA and every, Uncle Tom Cobbley and all. But they're not printing money, are they? No, they don't print it anymore. They just credit the accounts. They don't have to anymore. So they just create bitcoins. <laughs> okay, so you just change the number and put an extra zero in uh, or something. Oh, I, I wish someone would do that with my bank account. <laughs> yes, I was thinking that my, exactly myself. I wish someone would just give me a... So anyone that's willing to add a couple of noughts to the odd uh, balance would be quite quite welcome if they want to do that. <laughs> yes, as long as it's not a negative balance. That's yeah, as long as they don't change the sign. Exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Henry. Well, thanks very much for today's look at the market. Henry Jennings, look forward to your company again next week on Thursday Finance on 2NURFM. In just a little while, we'll take a look at how you're going to approach the new year in light of what Henry Jennings has just told us, perhaps, with how the mark, how he sees the market happening. Um, there are some other things that you can think about with your portfolio, and Stephen Pritchard will bring us up to date with those. On your station, 2NURFM, Thursday Finance, Stephen Pritchard, I'm wondering what shape our portfolios are in and whether you've got some thoughts for the well, start of the new you know, year. We, well, we've, a good thing about finance is you kind of get two new years. So <laughs> <laughs> at least in Australia, you get um, halfway through the year, which is the financial year, and then you get the calendar year. So I thought as the first time back, it would be good to talk on what we could do at this part, this part of the year. So I thought um, lots of people make New Year's resolutions and um, – Emily's come up with this saying, um, create some smart goals and attach some words to the word smart. So um, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and time bound. So what that means, I, I suppose, is when you're doing some goals and like you know New Year's resolutions that no one stick to, um, make sure that the, that the thing's actually specific. 
um, uh, make sure you can measure where you achieve it and uh, measurable so you can measure what you're doing. Achievable means you can actually achieve it and realistic and time bound. So a goal, a realistic specific goal would be, for example, to save $1,000 by the end of the year at $20 a week. So that's all um, specific. You're measuring how you're going each week. It should be achievable and it's realistic $1,000 a year. So, and, and you've got the end of the year. So, so that's, you need goals like that. A, a goal such as I'm going to win a lotto by the end of the year. Um, it's specific. It's measurable. Um, the odds aren't very good in your favour. I don't think it's realistic, but we've got it. We've got a time. So, so you need to tick off all those things in these smart goals um, to to try and yeah and and yeah. Best thing is step by step. If you're going to want to create thousand dollars by the end of the year, so we're almost two months in the year. So that's a hundred dollars a month. Yeah, you know, the 20, mm-hmm. 20, 20 something, but a hundred dollars a month will get you there. Um, and one of the ways we always keep talking on is to prepare a budget and pay yourself first. And what that means is if you want to save some money, put the money aside and then prepare your budget on what's left. Because you tend not to think about the time that you put into things and the, the reward you should be getting out of that. Yeah, and, and most people do the exact opposite. They most people uh, spend whatever they most people spend whatever money comes in and and what's left they kind of save. Yeah. Okay. Right? Mm. And 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 there's actually an economic term, the marginal propensity to consume, and that, that's what happens. If you've got a hundred dollars a week and your salary goes up to one hundred and ten, you'll spend the hundred and ten. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. It's sort of spending fills. That's right. uh, So once again, you know, if you want to save for a house deposit, work Mm -hmm. out the time frame you want to get there. Take that money out, and then do your do your budget. um, So that uh, means if you want a cup of coffee every day, then down at the local cafe, which is going to cost you, or I don't know, there must be four fifty by now. But that would that count as paying yourself? No, oh. paying yourself is putting money away for savings. Okay, pay yourself for so later. <laughs> pay yourself for later. So if you want to if you you buy this house and you need a house deposit of whatever you need yep. and you're going to get there over three years, you need to just you know work out, divide it by uh, uh, 150 weeks and that gives you how much you need to put aside each week. Yes. And then, and then budget for your other expenses out of that. So and, that, of course, you're looking at a specific goal. It's going to be measurable and achievable. Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay. And then most people you'll find they can, they can easily take 10% out of their salary and, and you know, after a couple of weeks they won't even miss it. Like you, like you said, instead of getting two coffees a day, they get one. They get one. They get one. Yeah. So if you look at, you go from 100 up to 110, you'll easily spend all of that if that's the way you're inclined. So what you want to do is only spend 90. Yeah. So you you bring your your target back to 90 for spending and put the other. And you'll find most most employers will automatically transfer your money to a, you know, to more than one account. This is 2NURFM's Thursday Finance and Stephen Pritchard. We're looking at... Well, having another look at our portfolios at this new year. Well, we're time. getting to the portfolios. So we're, we're looking at the budgets and the goals at the moment. So what you need to do is you, you really need to, you want to save some money. You've made this, you need to do a budget. Now, um, there's plenty of, I'm sure if you type in the word budget on the internet, you'll get um, plenty of places that 
give you a form or budget. And I think Excel's probably got one in. If you've got Excel, I think there's one of the Excel templates. So you really need to sit down and do a proper budget. Um, and why I say try and get one of these prepared ones, because they're usually quite comprehensive and they'll put down things that you, you kind of forget or overlook. So, you know, most people have got the council rates and the water rates and the, or the rent, the electricity, clothing, motor vehicles. And motor vehicles can be quite expensive. Mm. Um, you know, you get some repairs, you know, $1,000 for this and $1,000, yeah. So what you're doing is mm. looking at what you'd normally spend yes. in the run, normal run of things and then... Yeah, so so, you, so 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 you can't. Um, what you have income? What's a friend well. of mine say? So you have to be able to measure something before you can manage manage it. So what we're trying to do is is measure what your expenses are, and that then gets us you know a position to manage it. So if you go out, you know, if you go out for lunch, um, you go out for lunch work instead of taking your your sandwiches or whatever you're probably finding you're spending fifteen dollars a day on that now um mm, yeah. you know you know that's that's costing you seventy five dollars a week um four thousand dollars a year so um you know and all these little expenses kind of all add up so that's what you need to do to find out where you're spending money um and and look at look at um how you can cut some of that expenses out to save some money for your house deposit or your investment portfolio or whatever. Um, investment portfolios, um, ah. the markets move quite a bit over the over the break, um, particularly in the resource sectors. Um, they've got a number of stocks that have done quite well, um, some not so well. So you probably need to go back and look at um, your portfolio if you didn't do it before Christmas um, and, and see whether you know it's out of alignment with your goals. And when I'm talking about your investment portfolio, I'm also talking about your superannuation portfolio as well. Most people have superannuation or I'd say everyone is working and now has a superannuation account. It's just how much is in them. Um, and, and you need to look at um, if you've got multiple superannuation accounts, you need to try and combine those. But um, the major thing to check is your insurance before you do that to make sure insurance covers. You're not going to lose some insurance cover you want and make sure you work out which fund combined with which um, and then look at the most important thing in your, your superannuation fund from an investment point of view is your asset allocation so most funds have various options um, usually um, things like you know conservative balanced and growth options like that um, most funds will also have a description of those type of options in the product disclosure statement and what you need to do is have a look at those work out how much risk you're prepared to take and they've usually got a description of the risks in various ways or suggested asset allocations for your age group and make sure that you're comfortable where where um, you sit in those asset allocations. Because that's all to do with how much that's risk you take. Risk allocation and how much money yeah. you make. And, and, yeah. and generally, when the younger person can afford to take a higher risk than the older person because okay. there's there's more chance of making up the the volatility in the equity market. So, so yeah. if something does go belly up, then yeah. You've so got you more don't want to retire to... Uh, tomorrow, or you don't want to retire to today and find out that equity you've got all your money in the equity market and the equity market's fallen by thirty percent tomorrow. Mm, right. Yes. Where if you're a younger person, you've got the time factors on your side. So it's important to have a look at those asset allocation models in your your super, super fund and make sure you sit for the, what's appropriate for your your risk and your age criteria and your age group and how soon you expect to yeah and a lot of people don't drawing. yeah a lot of people don't kind of understand that the the, the, yeah. the risks involved yes. yes and they just yeah um, that's a whole program in itself isn't it it's a whole mm-hmm. program in itself and i don't know whether you can actually cover that but anyhow most people want to most people probably want to start on something called the balanced option and then 
look on either side of that mm. to stay away. It is 2 on URFM's Thursday Finance, Stephen Pritchard. We're wrapping up just to see what we should be doing with our, well, with our assets, I suppose. Yeah, uh, just, a, just a couple of points on your super fund asset allocation. Um, one, there's a big, there's a big issue, or a big continual talk about fees that are being charged by super funds and and other investment managers. When you when you look at your when you look at your superannuation fund, um, it costs less to run a fixed interest portfolio than an equity portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you need to look at is it's the fees are important, but you need to make sure you're comparing apples with oranges and uh, apples with apples and not apples <laughs> with oranges. And what what's really more important than the fees is what the after fee return is. That's what really matters is the after fee return, not 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 the absolute fee number. So you need to bear that in mind, and and also you need to have a look at um, you need to look at the track record and whilst past performance is no guarantee of future performance you need to have a look at you know what what the track record of the particular investment option is so you need to consider all that but but yeah so the asset class as well as the particular yeah the asset class and the particular manager and you know have a look at the fees but it's more important what the after fee return is than you know okay that's important yeah put it in the bank account and you'll get no fees Mm. Mm, yes. In fact, soon you might be paying for it. Yeah, well, that's right. And then I thought we might talk about uh, podcasts. Because Because you can hear us again on indeed, the podcast. Indeed, by going to tournurfm.com.au and you can hear the program again. And there's lots of other programs there and too. And lots of other programs, all the lifestyle programs. It's a great resource. 